Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of Elevate Retake. My name is Kelvin, your host as always. A little bit of a different episode for this week. It's just me, by myself, in studio. And I did these a long time ago, I think it was back in February, where I did a solo episode. But I figured it was just kind of time to maybe do another one, and maybe just sit down and talk. I have... Uh, been through some things over the last two weeks that I wanted to share with you that really got me thinking about the message this past uh, weekend by Pastor Rick uh, Weaver at Elevate and uh, our, our, our continuing series, The Welcome Table. First, I, I just want to thank you for listening wherever you are around the world, uh, for, for streaming our episodes, for downloading our episodes, for being a part of the Elevate family. Um, you push this forward more than more than you know. And just by sharing the episodes with a family member or a friend, you are helping somebody in their walk with Jesus. And um, that's the goal here, to get people as close to Jesus as possible so that they can have an amazing walk with him. And we're just the community that's going to help them rumble and keep on going. So we thank you so much for that. Uh, I'll kind of explain here a little bit what's going on. Over the last 12 days, I was in Washington, D.C., the nation's capital, just south of D.C., about an hour away in a town called Lorton, uh, Virginia. I was staying in the Plains, Virginia. It's kind of the nicer, hilly side of Virginia, about an hour away from D.C. itself. And I had been invited to do a week of prayer for young adults for two uh, small churches that were going to come together as one for an entire week. And going into this week, uh, something that I had really never done before, but I was going with a, with a good mentality, but I also had some questions for God because I didn't know what was going to come out of it. The church leaders had reached out to me and they're family friends, so we, we knew them very easily. And they had reached out to me and told me that their young people were struggling with identity, but also struggling with the idea that that maybe God wasn't calling them to do the things they wanted to do. They didn't know where their purpose was. They didn't necessarily know where their calling was going to take them. And I immediately turned to the Bible and began finding young people that maybe had some plan for their life, and yet God had another, and he had called them to something greater and so much better at the end. And so I took all that information with me and I decided to head out to D.C. to do this week of prayer. And the blessing that came out of it for me was even greater than the three or four lives that were able to give their life to Jesus while we were in uh, while we were in D.C. at the end of the week. And I listened to Pastor Rick's message talking about hope. And I just reminded all these young people, hey, you have been called by God, whether you believe it or not. And this idea of uh, the welcome table that we've been looking at at Elevate over the past few weeks, I have taken that extremely literal. Um, and I think there's many ways to take it. And, and Pastor Michael and Pastor Rick have done a phenomenal job at kind of breaking that down. To me, a welcome table in, in my family, Hispanic background, is like anybody that is anywhere near can come eat at our table and have an amazing, you know, Sunday dinner or Sabbath lunch or whatever it is. Um, I take it very literal because we're building community here at Elevate and we're building community here in Keene and we're trying to build a family where people can feel welcome no matter where they are, no matter what background they come from. 
or what they've done in the past. And I had young people in DC tell me that they had been ashamed of what they maybe have done in the past and didn't feel like they were worthy of sitting at a table with even their own fellow church members. One of the also the big things that I took away from the last 12 days being in DC was the fact that I think sometimes we are so um, accustomed to what we do at church that we maybe forget why we're there. And I'll explain why. I grew up in a, a church of about 150 members in uh, Nashville, Tennessee. I've seen my dad be head elder for 23 years. I've seen my mom hold practically every every other position outside of elder uh, at our church. My brother was involved with the youth ministries. And growing up, I saw all of that. And I was not concerned, but I, I started to think about like where we were heading as a family as I got older. And we sat down one day, pretty close to when we were actually going to move to Texas, and we sat down and talked about it, and we realized that church had become a drag because there were so many responsibilities and so many things that needed to be done that church became almost like a work day. And we decided that we never wanted that to happen again. And I thought about Mary and Martha in the Bible when Jesus goes to visit them, and he's there with his disciples. They're having a good get-together, a little party. And Mary's at the feet of Jesus, listening to him speak. And Martha is in the kitchen. And she comes out to the living room, and she kind of she asks Jesus to straighten up her sister. She says, Jesus, <laughs> I'm here slaving in the kitchen. I've got all the, pats, all the pots and pans going. I've got the stove on, ovens on. Can, can you tell my sister to come help me out? And Jesus says, in other words, as I'm paraphrasing, Martha, look, I, I love, I love that you're cooking for me. I love that you're willing to serve me and, and, and provide, you know, for me. But Mary's where she needs to be right now, here, at my feet, in my presence. And as my family and I were talking about this, we realized, man, we are working so much and focused on the serving part that we're going to church and not encountering the presence of God. We're not having a life-changing moment with Jesus every single time we go to church. That's a problem, number one. Um, and we weren't really in the right headspace. And I walked to these two churches in D.C., and I saw how little care they had for that part and how intentional they were about finding an incredible life-changing moment with Jesus every time they were in church. Now, that's not to say that church doesn't require leadership and church doesn't require structure and that our programs don't need to be planned out and everybody has a role. I believe that God is a God of order and organization, and so he requires that of us as well. What I will say is if you're listening to this and you are involved in church leadership in some way, shape, or form, big or small, I hope that we are still finding our moments throughout our church moments to have a life-changing experience with Jesus and to be able to, to, to feel like we're in his presence. That's what I was missing. And I went to D.C., had this week of prayer, 
and I found two humble little churches who had no care for the major or the, the little minor problems that we make major problems sometimes. They didn't have a space in their brain for that. They were just happy and content to be with their 50 or 60 fellow brothers and sisters at church. And I've said the saying here before, but if the devil can't stop you, he'll get behind you and push you. And I believe that to be very true when it comes to our serving, maybe in church. We think that there's no hope unless we are working all the time, 100%, running at 100 miles an hour with a full calendar and 85 things to do throughout the week. I think that could also be the devil's good trick to get us to run so fast through this week that we forget to see the little miracles where God has done amazing things for us. And that really clouds, I think, our vision of hope. If we are running with our calendars at 100 miles an hour every week, how on earth are we ever supposed to see God at work 100%? Because whether we like it or not, we're going to miss the miracles that he's done throughout the week. Like even the simple fact that you're breathing and alive today. We wake up and we're out of the bed so early in the morning doing hundred things that we forget about the fact that God literally woke us up this morning and we were sleeping for eight hours. That's a miracle in and of itself. And so I've learned a couple of things that I just really wanted to share with you. Number one, pay attention to the little miracles. In a world that is very, very quickly running out of hope, keeping our eyes on Jesus and keeping our eyes on the little miracles that he's performed in our life will keep that ability for us to have hope because then we will see him working in our life as well. And I think what's beautiful about this series, The Welcome Table, and how literal that I have taken it, is that once we have those life-changing moments with Jesus and we're able to sit back and actually sit in his presence and be able to be in his presence, despite... um despite just how crazy this world may be, we will be able to not only show others who that Jesus is that had that life-changing moment in our life, but we'll be able to show others uh, that this thing works. This, this idea of walking with Jesus and having a community of people and being able to welcome anyone from any walk of life, past or not, is possible. I think that people are watching us. And they're watching to see if this Christian thing actually works. And sometimes I think we complicate ourselves in our own walks with Jesus and we don't even realize it. I've been trying to be as welcoming as possible over the last few weeks listening to this message. Uh, these messages over the last couple of weeks here at Elevate. Because I've taken it serious. If this is supposed to be a welcome table and I'm supposed to be able to accept anyone from any walk of life, I should be able to back that up in real life. And I saw, and so I know I've said a lot and I talked about my trip and just a couple of other random things, but I hope that you can take away that serving God is phenomenal and is what we're called to do 
But I hope that we can have one-on-one experiences, life-changing moments with Jesus every single day of our life, no matter what. And when we have those, we can welcome people to our table at any time of the day, no matter where they're from or what they've done. I'll end with one of my favorite Bible stories in the book of John. John chapter 9, Jesus runs across a blind man. And the disciples ask Jesus, what happened to this guy? Was it his parents or him that sinned that caused him to be blind from birth? And Jesus says some of the most beautiful words that I think he's ever said. He said, this man, it wasn't his sins. It wasn't his parents' sins. But this man is like this, going through what he's going through right now so that God's works may be glorified and shown through his life. He goes on to heal the blind man. And the blind man tells his testimony to other people and they don't listen. But I think it's such a beautiful lesson for us that whatever we are going through, wherever we feel like we are stressed or backed up, Anything that we're, that we're stressing out about or going through, that is going to be used by God to bring glory to his name and to let other people know who he is. If that was the one thing that I needed to leave you with, I think that is the one thing that I'd love for you to stick with and take with you. Your life is being shown to the world. Everybody is watching what we're doing. And if God's works are being manifested through our life because of our daily contacts and presence with him, welcoming other people in is going to be the easiest thing that we do. And we can show them just how beautiful, how wonderful, and how amazing of a Jesus we actually serve. Those are the thoughts that I kind of had for you today. And I wanted to do a little solo episode to kind of recap you what I had experienced and some thoughts that have been going through in my brain, I guess I could say. But I want to thank you so much for the support of Elevate. This will be actually pretty much close to the one year anniversary of me being involved with the podcast and hosting. And I'm not going anywhere. I plan on being here for the future. Uh, I'm excited for the next year. I'm excited for what God has planned for Elevate. I'm excited for what God has planned for this podcast and everybody that's involved in making this possible. Um, I think God is doing phenomenal things with this and I'm just excited to be a speck of dust that he can use to to help reach people and be a part of this amazing ministry keep praying for us we will keep praying for you thank you so much for listening share this episode with a family member or friend maybe there's a little nugget that you like that you can take with you and that you can keep uh, or share with somebody that you know may need it Again, thank you so much for listening. I have some fantastic guests planned for the next couple of weeks, so please stay tuned to our episodes. But maybe, you know, I just want to have a little one-on-one chat with you today, however and wherever you may be listening. Thanks so much again for your support. And remember, there's always room for one more.